Blessings and abundance, beautiful people. Welcome back to Hooker's Uncut Gems. I'm Jazz, a mystic spiritual healer, spiritual advisor, life coach, psychic medium, Reiki master healer. Um, <laughs> the list is going to continue to grow, but I want to keep a lot of stuff under wraps. So um, we're going to get into some things in this episode. We're going to get into some boundaries. Um, I guess this is going to be episode two, but it's going to come out the same day as episode one because that first episode is a mini-sode. But I feel like I kind of needed to let y'all know what happened was. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into some boundaries. I'm uh, really going to you know, kind of clue you in as to where I am in this COVID time. And I I really feel like you're going to enjoy this episode. I, I feel like you're going to definitely enforce some boundaries. And what I want you to take from this episode is that your boundaries are your health, baby. Your boundaries are a protection and a a nourishment of your health. And they are not optional, okay? All right, but I can get into that later. We are going to go ahead and get into the catch-up. So now, because there's been such a length of time between our catch-ups, I just kind of want to catch you up not necessarily week by week or episode by episode. I just kind of want to catch you up in life with me and just allow you to kind of journey with me through short stories. So this particular short story, let's see, where will I go? I knew where to go. I had to begin with the story of I think you guys remember I kind of had to stop watching the news. I had to stop looking at the media so much. Um, And it has, first of all, it is one of the best choices I've made to not indulge so heavily in everybody else's business. Um, I do not watch the news. I do not engage too much and the propaganda messages of the news. I'm sure that I fall into something when it comes to social media, but I can't. I won't. Um, you know, I am not, I'm not necessarily an anti-vaxxer or anything like that, so I won't go on that tangent. But I haven't watched the news, and I think that that may be why I am still so um so not worried about getting vaccinated um because you know for me you know I mostly encounter um any conversation about uh covid or anything like that I mainly encounter it through my friends or through older family members and really hardly through my friends but through older family members, because I don't necessarily deal with it in the spiritual community. We don't necessarily, it's a higher percentage of those who are anti-vax 
in the spiritual community than those pro-vaxxers. And I'm just more or less like, uh, I need a little bit more information. Uh, we don't believe you. You need more people. But actually, you don't need more people because I don't know that this thing is safe. Um, and I don't like what I'm seeing about some of these companies uh, doing to other countries and what their motives are uh, to incentivize so much. Um, anyways, I don't want it, I don't want this to become a political thing, but staying away from social media, staying away from uh, uh, the news has caused me not to be so scared and anxious and worryful. You know, I don't, I didn't, I think I skimmed over something that said something about a Delta variant at some point. And, um, I was like, what the hell is that? And then recently I saw like a Mu variant and I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, what the fuck is that? On <laughs> TikTok videos. Doom, 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 doom. What the fuck is that? Like, that's really how I be feeling, but I I don't uh get too into it because when you go down the rabbit hole, you will find what you need and you will instantly find fear. When I was in um Cabo, I was um we stayed in a um we stayed in an all inclusive hotel and I believe we were on the third or fourth floor and we had a balcony. And on our balcony, we could see, we could look down and see uh, the pool area of the whole, of the sister hotel. And on the last date, I'm so sorry, my people upstairs, they have lead feet. Um, I asked them if they were ever going to get it fixed. They told me that, like, no, it's the actual condition that their feet are made of lead. And, like, every time that they sneeze, like, it feels like bowling balls dropping above my head and of course it makes me nervous so I offered them would they like my Reiki services and they said no we actually enjoy um doing the H-Town stump above your head all times of the evening but as I was saying I was sitting on the balcony of um the patio <laughs> I was sitting on the patio of the hotel I was staying at and um I remember just being so happy looking at the waves alongside a pool area and just seeing the people gather for the morning on my last morning there, you know, just taking it all in and looking at the waves crash into the beach. The waves in Cabo are so heavy. You are not going to go and get in that water. Those waves are going to flip you over because they are heavy. Okay. Um, so I was just watching the waves pound the shore. And then it was just so peaceful. I had so much gratitude of the week, of the time that I had had there. I can envision it now. I could smell almost the ocean air. I could smell even the the smoke of just the, the food that I know that they were gathering for the day because you have buffets simultaneously going. And then you have the grills. And then you have people with towels moving around. And then you have people uh, pouring ice into their stations for the open bar with watered down drinks and you see it all going on over and over again you see the people setting up on the shoreline uh jipping people out of their money taking whether you give them four dollars or twelve they will take it um no tea no shade i have love for any entrepreneur all right now bowling balls
okay, I'm sorry, y'all. They took me there. <laughs> I was painting a picture and the bowling balls dropped on it. I think that was Spirit saying, hurry the fuck up, girl. <laughs> My little cousin likes to insert John Cena into every little story and I love it. But anyways, um, I was looking out and I had so much gratitude for this moment. I was just painting the picture for you. Um, and uh, there was... In that moment, I'm so glad those bowling balls just dropped above my head. I'm going to have to go and tell them. Maybe I have a doctor that I can recommend to them or something. I don't know. Um, however, <laughs> it happened so perfectly because as I look over at my um, personal artwork that has tipped over on the wall because of so much ruckus that has been caused, um, it tipped over on the wall. It's now sitting sideways. And uh, it reminds me of the crack that I saw on the balcony. It was actually in the wall of the building. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a crack. There's a crack. And I was, like, looking at the wall while I was still sitting there. I'd been out there moments before. I'd been out there a whole week before, pretty much, uh, and enjoying my moments, drinking and just enjoying looking at the stars and everything else in between, like, truly I had enjoyed it for so many days prior, and I had just noticed this crack. And as I just noticed this crack, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Oh my gosh, this thing is going to fall. It's going to fall right now. It's going to fall. And I was like, I better take my ass back in that damn room because this balcony is going to fall right now. I don't know how it works. But there is a message in all of this, in this little short story, um, even down to the news. Um, you typically do not know that your <laughs> balcony is about to fall. Uh, you typically do not know that you are in poor health until someone calls it to your attention. I'm not a firm uh, person when it comes to uh, medical care because of just different things that I was raised on, different things that I know. Um, I know that God didn't leave us here with the medical care system. He left us here with the earth. Um, and whether you see God as a woman or a man, um, I just chose he in this moment. But, um, you know, you don't typically notice that you are sick until you go to a doctor and then they tell you that. Um, and for me, I felt like they skipped a step. And I was never diagnosed with being sick, but someone wanted to inject me with something. And that was the way that I felt it uh, was was in that way. So um, that was just the way that I personally felt it. I didn't see it as uh, a benefit because I was also seeing people die from it. So um, anyways, uh, without digressing too much more into this story, uh, I want to remind you of the coyote and the roadrunner. So oftentimes the roadrunner is running and running and running and running and running and then the coyote jumps on and the coyote is never as fast as the roadrunner, right? So the coyote sometimes does not catch on that the roadrunner has uh, making a left turn and the coyote is still running and the coyote runs off of a cliff and the coyote continues to run off of a cliff. But instead of actually uh, falling immediately to the coyote's doom as one would expect the coyote keeps running and it isn't until the coyote looks down that they notice that 
they are running on air. And it is at that moment that the coyote begins to fall. And that is what I felt when I was in that moment on that balcony. And um, that's what I was feeling whenever I was feeding into the anxiety of social media and uh, the war on just everything uh, uh, in the in the people of color communities. Um, I was just feeding so much into it. So I was like, nah, 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 nah. Um, and, and, and that analogy of the coyote and the roadrunner is a fairly new one for me, but it still holds true even back then. I was realizing that uh, everything was always going well until I had to look down and say like, oh my gosh, I ran off a cliff. Um, and and if I had not been chasing this one thing, I probably would have been okay, right? I could have been uh, doing something more productive with my time. So I encourage you uh, to take a step back. And instead of being into what other people's perception of your reality is supposed to look like, I encourage you to take a step back and say, like, this is what I want this part of my reality to look like. This is what I encourage it to look like. All right, so that's my little tidbit for my story today. Um, so let's get into the actual episode. Let's get into some more of Hooker's Uncut Gems. Today I want to talk about boundaries, you know. Um, we often kind of get it messed up thinking that boundaries are for other people. But boundaries are for you, girl. They are for you. And <clears throat> when you recognize that boundaries are yours, then you start treating them like they are yours. You know, um, a lot of time people still treat boundaries like they are a selective process. Um, you know, people treat boundaries um, like they are selectively permeable as if there are some people who can always penetrate them. And I'm just trying to tell you whether it is your mother, whether it is your partner, um, sometimes it is your children. And actually, oftentimes it is your children. You have to, you do have to, you know, enclose some boundaries. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be one to tell you, I probably invaded my mother's boundaries clear off until I went to college and probably still whenever um, <laughs> after that, because I know for sure that we used to bust in on my mama. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised that she didn't used to like hurt us <laughs> because we would go in to the restroom with her like all the time but it was because we were so close she would call us in there at some points so eventually we'd be like mama mama <laughs> so we were a little intrusive and you know I remember there was one time my mom was like can I can I have anything for myself <laughs> and so I can I'm not a mother but that is something that I could probably understand and my sister being a pet mom uh, you know, she was like, my baby came in here to see me while I'm using the bathroom. That's so cute. That was what she told me while we were on the phone. And I was just like, you know, I'm sure that there are more mothers who probably should facilitate some boundaries, you know. Um, boundaries are not selectively permeable. Um, yes, there are ways where you have to kind of extend your boundaries or just, you know, uh, allow certain people to invade them. Yes. However, um, when you set them clearly, 
it becomes a little bit easier for you to 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 deal with them. Now, I'm not saying be mean to your kids and go and lock the door and be like, nah, fuck that. I don't got time for your hugs right now because I have a friend. <laughs> she was told me one day, she was like, I have to be nice all day long. I want to be mean when I come home. I do not want you to give me all your love. I know you want to do that. <laughs> I, was, I understood that to an extent because, um, you know, there's a release for everything. And some days you just feel fake. Um, but boundaries are yours, right? Um, boundaries are putting your phone on do not disturb. Boundaries are putting your phone on airplane mode, turning your phone and leaving it on silent. Um, boundaries are, uh, removing, uh, social media apps from your home screen. Um, boundaries are, not entertaining conversations where someone has openly said, I am having a bad day. When they want to go further and you don't, don't stop them and let them know, you know what? I understand that you may be having a bad day and I really, really cannot allow mine to be worse by thinking about your bad day. I can't. Um, I will never forget about this one time. My sister probably don't even remember it. But I remember calling her one day. And she said, um, I remember calling her with whatever problems I was going through. It was like relatively early in my morning, but a chaotic morning for me. And she was having a great day. And she said, ah, can we stop? Can we, can we go backwards? And can we say, um can we do this a little different, right? Because I was having a good day. So I had to check myself and realize that, girl, the world don't stop for you. And if my sister was able to have those boundaries with me, I could probably start having those with other people. I stopped answering the phone all the time because I knew that my conversation with some people would be them just unloading on me and I was not able to unload with them. I was having a good day. I wasn't able to unload in a conversation that I I could feel it, you know, because hooker be knowing. I could feel them ready to unload their bad day on me or better yet, um, it wasn't an always thing, but I could feel, I could feel someone starting something with me that they didn't want to finish, you know? And, um, as I would have those moments, um, I would just be like, okay, I have all of this new knowledge, right? I have all of this new knowledge where I am, (sighs) hold on. And with all of this new knowledge, I hold myself accountable in a different kind of way. And a lot of time what I would end up doing whenever I would let people unload on me is they were still unloading to the person that I used to be. They were still unloading to the trauma bond that I had built with them for whatever reason. They were still unloading uh, to the person who would listen to them at work, you know, if that's where we met. And that wasn't always the case or anything like that. They would unload on me. Uh, they would unload on the person who they remembered when they were down. They didn't unload on the person who was going through their own shit. They didn't. They didn't realize that, and they didn't un- unload. They would see all of these transformations that I would be going through, and they didn't recognize that 
uh, I would have to apply those things to them. So um, I eventually had to start keeping my boundaries because I recognized that it wasn't my job to save everybody. Right. It wasn't my job to to give them the same knowledge that I have about the same thing that they're over here unloading to me about. So sometimes me protecting my boundaries and enforcing my boundaries was me um, kind of protecting people's feelings because it was like I knew that they weren't in a place to hear what maybe I had to tell them at the time. And it would actually take more for me to listen to everything that they are saying and not say nothing than it would take for me to uh, actually address this conversation and be a supportive friend or, um, you know, I don't have this issue, but I've heard of people having issues with their parents, right? Um and they they are doing very well in their life. They are doing so well in their life. Um, they're happy. Um, every part of them is happy. Their kids are happy. Their relationships are growing. And they're becoming more and more abundant. They're becoming more and more strong. And then there's like a person or a group of people that come in. And, and I'm just going to utilize like... Uh, I'm going to utilize a, a very, very good friend of mine who... She was in a relationship and she was, she had to live with these people though. So it was a little different, but she had very intrusive in-laws, right? And her in-laws had a lot of judgment for her because she was not, she's not exactly like how everybody else is like in any way, shape or form. This girl is so authentic. I love it. She always has been. Um, and she's just so authentic. And, uh, when she would talk to her in-laws, she would feel so closed in. And some people, it isn't even your in-laws. It's just your family. You know, you have to shrink yourself just to be around them. That's when you, that's when you have to have, those are your boundaries that you have to, uh, enforce to not shrink yourself in, but exclude some other people out. Those are the ones where it's okay, where you got to say, you know, I, I really don't feel like talking to them right now. I'll call them back tomorrow. You know, they may be upset about it, but I will call them back tomorrow. They may, I can text them right now and let them know I'm safe, but I will call them back tomorrow. Um, they may usually talk to me around this time, but I will talk to them tomorrow. You know, and, and it's okay to do that. And you have to know that it's okay to do that. You have to know that it's okay to set the boundary of this is my time and I don't owe anybody my time. Now with kids, with your children, it's a little different. I got plants. I can ignore my plants as much as I want. And sometimes I can revive them back to life. But, you know, you can't ignore your kids and expect them to be still living because sometimes they do dumb stuff. There's scissors and, and and chemicals in a house, you know, but let me take a sip of water. <sighs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta lubricate that though. <laughs> I was just playing. <sighs> Excuse my dirty jokes. Anyway, so yeah. Um, when it comes to children, I may not be the best person because I see mothers who extend themselves to their children. They are so supportive. I have, I, I, I want to, I want to throw her out there, but she'll know who I am, who I'm talking about whenever I mention her. Um, she is the 
she's such a supportive mother and a boy mom, a boy mom. Um, he always wants to show her things when I call her and she's picking him up from school. Oh, hell no. He ain't having that. He is not having that. That is his time to talk. He, and, and he wants to let it all out. He cannot wait to tell her about his day. And I love that. So it's like I was invading his boundaries. You understand? I was intrusive on his boundaries, even though I was calling his mama. And his mama, um, you know, even though she loved talking to me, I love talking to her. Her boundaries are, let me call you back. This is his time. This is our talk time. We usually talk right here. And he tells me all about his day. And that's really important to me. So it's like you give kids boundaries and they allow you your boundaries and, and then it works out. Now, I must also say that this same child does not always have boundaries and then you have to get to yelling and fussing. But uh, children are a little different. That's our soft spot. But when it comes to those intrusive family members and those intrusive friends that um, bring you great disharmony between what you desire and what is reality for you. Um, that's where you got to have some work and that's what the boundaries are there for. You know, I don't, I don't just hold up boundaries to keep them there. I hold up boundaries so that I can learn to, to conquer them. You know, I don't like to, to consistently run away from people. I like to utilize that boundary to address what's going on there so that I don't have to consistently live in this boundary. Because a boundary is, is you know, you don't want to stay there. You don't want to stay within a boundary. If someone makes you feel uncomfortable whenever they call you every day, why do you want to stay there? And you have to do something to make that change. Because ultimately what happens is you end up storing that energy somewhere else in your life. You end up storing it somewhere else in your life, whether it's the anguish, anxiety, fear, worry, doubt, whatever it is. You hold on to whatever it is that you hold on to whenever you listen to this person that, that causes you to want to raise your boundaries and you continue to let them down. And then you have to learn how to protect yourself from the stuff that they do. You have to learn to be stronger and then cry about it in silence. Or you have to learn how to, how to uh, shrink yourself so that you work in a world where they work as well. No, boundaries help you realize, boundaries help you realize how much of everything that you need. Yes, boundaries help you realize how much of everything that you need. I don't need that much of this, so I'm going to block this out until I, can, until I need more of it. Right. I'm going to control this until I need more of it now. And then when we when we work on our boundaries, we're not just just, you know, like I said, we're not just closing them off. We're working on it. What are you working on when you closing this person off? You just don't want to see him. OK, well, you still got to take you with you. You hear me? You still have to take you with you. And, and you're the you know, they're going to keep doing whatever they do. You didn't address them. You didn't address them, so they're going to keep doing whatever it is that they're doing that, that makes you do that thing. So they're going to keep doing whatever that thing is. And you are going to have to keep retreating to yourself. So you still have to take you with you. And you have to address whatever it is that has broken down those boundaries. You have to address it, whether it is to them or you have to address it 
to yourself so that you can put up those boundaries. Sometimes addressing it is saying, you know what, I need to have a conversation and you can't shy away from the conversation because sometimes that conversation is you uh, putting out a fire. And I'd rather, I'd rather not have to start a fire than to have to put one out. A fire is the argument. A fire is that that complication that you really can't talk about because it's your sister or it's your brother or it's your mama or it's your partner and you can't really talk about it because you don't want to hurt their feelings and you trust what they say and you know you don't want to hurt their feelings and you want to keep the peace. But you worried about your bad. You know what I'm saying? You didn't address it. Boundaries aren't just for you to just sit up here and run away from your shit. Your boundaries are for you to also address them. Address it. Because if you got to keep putting up a boundary, it's no longer a boundary. It's a prison. You understand? I hope that makes sense. Because in my mind, I'm, I'm trying to make sure it's following back. I'm trying to make sure it's following back and making all the sense for you. Because you have to understand your boundaries are important for you. They are important for you to grow. Boundaries are alone time often. You know, boundaries are times where you can process things. You know, boundaries in mid-conversation. Boundaries in mid-conversation. If someone is digging too much, taking a moment back and saying, hold on. Before you address it. Um, and oftentimes, you know what? A good boundary move. A good boundary move is repeating back to someone what they said to you to make sure that you heard them correctly and then addressing your boundaries. So whenever someone comes at you with whatever nonsense, so you, you, you repeat back to them and you say, blah, 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 nonsense. And they say to you, yes, that is what I said. That is what I meant. All that nonsense. And you analyze and you say, okay, all right. If I address you right now, if I address you right now, I'm going to, I might start a fire, but I have to put this out. So boundary says, let me step back. Let me, let me step back. I don't really like fires. I don't really like having to put them out because as much as you want to think that you about that life, as much as, as much about that life as you probably are, as about that life as you probably truly are, you do not always have to put out a fire. You do not always want to have to put out a fire. Wouldn't it be nice if your life was calm? Wouldn't it be nice if you were able to step into yourself and understand yourself uh, without having to push everyone away, but while also managing your relationships effectively because you've had proper boundaries? And then when you realize there's no more that we can grow from here, that's whenever you really keep that boundary up. And that's not the prison. That's you protecting your peace of mind. You know that if you have this conversation with them, they not finna hear you. Nothing that you say is going to make no sense to them. None of it. None of what you say is about to make sense to them because you already know that that's their personal boundary and that's your personal boundary with them. And that's okay. That's okay. So put up those boundaries, protect yourself by utilizing boundaries, and also don't feel bad about your boundaries. You know, people love to, to make you feel bad whenever they don't have as much access to you as they once did. Uh, whenever you start prioritizing yourself, prioritizing yourself, a lot of time people see that as 
you taking away time from them. And that is you standing firm on your boundaries. Sometimes it had nothing to do with them, but you realize that all of your time was dedicated to them. So they feel like you taking something from them. No, you just gotten your power back. You've just gotten your power back. You understand? I'm going to try not to be very emotional right here whenever I get to this. But I want to tell you about how uh, boundaries and energy <clears throat> affects us mentally, right? And affects our physical bodies, right? And I'm going to keep it as brief as I can because it's going to be a little hard to comprehend. Now, a lot of people think of the law of attraction and um, just different things. And I just want you to understand that when you do not have strong boundaries or when all you do is run away from your problems or you have to continuously mask yourself or how you feel or um, how you would like to express yourself. When you do this, you create areas of energy that, uh, one, some of that energy dies within you. And it lowers the functions physically of your body, which means that illness occurs. Now, um, if you look into this medically, you'll find information to support this. That energy, energy, non-physical energy plays a major role in the way that our physical bodies function. So, whenever we do things like consistently change ourselves for others, compare ourselves to others, um, put up walls and and not address, when, whenever there is not a constant flow of freedom, we have energy breakdowns in our body. And I had to realize this lesson. I was listening to this book um, about medical intuition. And um, it hit me how much my mother had to, you know, put up boundaries or did not put up boundaries. And it probably contributed to her passing, you know. Because I just thought about what that does to your heart. Your heart, my love, whenever you have to consistently put up walls or whenever you have to, um, you know, uh, guard yourself always, is your, your heart actually does something there. I've done a lot of readings where I notice that there is either a muck getting to someone's heart whenever I'm reading them. Um, so maybe sometimes there's a muck or it's so dark or it's so guarded. And I've seen that. And, you know, those are the ones that I think of the most, the ones that are hard to get to because you've done so much guarding of your heart. Um, and I want you to understand that whether it is your heart or your spleen, or your liver, or your lungs, or even your skin. Whenever there is a 
disharmony between your energetic body and your physical body, there will be a disruption on the physical end. The energetic part is already worked out. <laughs> okay? Um, illness. Illness occurs. We begin gaining weight. We begin uh, not to want to move areas of our body. So we stay inside more. We begin to feel like everything is just horrible. So why entertain it? You start settling in things. Only settle at the bottom. So get your ass up. So these boundaries, baby. These boundaries are for your, for your health. For your actual health. For your protection. They are for you. Um, and they are also a chance to restore. So um, you don't have to tell anyone about your boundaries. You don't have to announce your boundaries. You don't have to announce that people are off of your boundary list, that they are not a priority. You do not owe anyone your boundaries or anything that occurs with them. You only owe yourself the time to heal and the time to grow and the time to just be you. Sometimes my boundary is not even that I don't want to do fun things with the people I love. Sometimes my boundary is just that I want to lay here naked and watch TV all day. I do. And that's okay. <laughs> um, your boundaries can look however you choose. Your boundaries can say, I don't want to invite this person with me to do this thing, even though I usually invite them with me to do this thing, because they make me feel this way when I invite them. Analyze places where you um, lack boundaries. Sometimes we lack boundaries when we are intrusive, but find out ways where people have been intrusive to you and um, find out your mental boundaries as well. You have mental boundaries that also play a role in your life. Mental boundaries. These mental boundaries, uh, you know, I can analyze one of them for me personally as a black woman. You know, uh, someone pointed it out to me and then I had so much recognition of it through Toni Morrison. So um, the hood healer, I don't follow her as much, but she pointed it out to me a while back. And she was like, you know, you got the white man in your head. And it was interesting because I'm not necessarily on a racial spectrum right now. But even Toni Morrison, you know, she would write and she stopped having the white man's gaze. And that was a way that I had to analyze who told me some of the things that form how I think things. You know, so I, I have not only physical boundaries for my outside world, but I have inner boundaries where I say, hold on, wait a minute. Who told me that? Wait a minute. Show yourself who show yourself who told me that. And I say to myself things like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, was I really was I really telling myself something that I would not let someone else tell me? That's a boundary. You know, you got to check yourself. <laughs> hold on now self hold on now ego I know you didn't tell me that I couldn't do it I know that I saw myself doing 
I know you didn't just tell me that. That is a boundary. Um, I can go on and on about this, but I encourage you to go on and on about it with your guides and within yourself. Um, because I am wrapping up this part of the conversation. Um, your boundaries um, add to your mind, body, and spiritual health. Okay? So, if you want to deep dive more with me, you can always book a session. Um, I'm sure there's a site. I should probably learn it by now, but you can go to hookerbeknowing at or on Instagram, and there's a book now button, and there's also my link tree, or my link, oh gosh, I hope it's a link tree, I think it's link tree, but you click the link in the bio, (laughs) and when you click the link in the bio, you um, simply, uh, dang it, why am I so stuck? All right. When you click the link in the bio, you choose one of those options. But more than anything, before you even click that link in the bio, hit the follow button. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, uh, Clubhouse, TikTok, Hooker Be Knowing. All full words. Okay. And one big word. No spaces, no nothing. It's just Hooker Be Knowing because I do. I read energy and I don't miss. All right. You can also just hit me up in the DMs if you have questions. Let me know you listen to the show. Um, I do distant Reiki. I also do my readings. I'm a psychic medium. Um, I do oracle cards and things like that, but my personal favorite way is to listen to my music tarot deck and allow that to guide me through your reading. Um, I do encourage if you have gotten a Reiki session with me that you get a reading with me and vice versa. If you've gotten a reading, I do encourage you to get a Reiki. Um, I've had a Reiki session today. She didn't know this, but it was my first in-person Reiki session, um, full Reiki session uh, and in my home. So it was very empowering. And I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do now that I've left my job and I work for Spirit. Spirit is the best investor. Spirit is the best employer. I'm gainfully employed and making more than I ever have. And that is because I work for Spirit. And I'm not talking about the airline. You know, there was this one time they actually, um, I was loading, I was getting on a plane and I was, I had a carry on and um, I had a backpack also. And they said, no, you can't do that. You can't do that because you have to pay um, $225 to add your backpack onto this plane. So I said, um, please, I don't have that. And they said, well, do you know how to fly a plane? And I was like, I guess. I mean, I mean, is it hard? And they said, I mean, we certify people daily. So <laughs> you'll learn today. You can fly and that will be how you will um, pay for your bag. You will have to fly the plane. Um, I mean, it's only a two hour flight, so you'll be able to make it. So I now have an official certificate of flying by Spirit Airlines, but that is not who I was talking about because that official certificate I found out 
doesn't work anywhere else except Spirit Airlines. So I don't really work for Spirit. They didn't pay me anything. They just let me keep the backpack that I was going to hide under my jacket anyways. I was going to look pregnant. Anyways, um, <sighs> you go and find me on Instagram, YouTube, and all the other things. I love to know that you are growing. I love to know that I've added seeds to your spiritual garden. I love to inspire, empower, and encourage you. And I love to know that I've done that. So interact with me. I love that shit. And um, I have some really great things working out. Some really great programs you could be a part of. Um, you know, I have gained, I have amassed um, so much knowledge and um, I'm able to share this knowledge with um, women like me and like probably like you if you've been drawn to Hooker's Uncut Gems. And um, I have some beautiful programs that I'd love to share with you. Programs that will help you manifest quicker. Programs that will help you um, get closer to the God in you. Programs that will help you probably lose weight and um, help you see yourself in a way that is beautiful and powerful and empowering. And I just encourage you to rock with me on this journey. Um, there are so many ways you could help me donate um, or that you could donate to this process with me. Uh, one of those ways being you can... Um, Share share Hooker's Uncut Gems with your friends. Um, you can follow me. You can share my content with your friends or with others. Um, if you know an opportunity that you would love to see me at this event, um, maybe you can share that with me or with an event holder. Um, I welcome new opportunities for growth in different places. And um, this journey, I feel so protected. And I trust i trust spirit so much on this journey um so you can um be a part of that with me if you want to see me somewhere near you um you can also share my content you can comment you can uh refer a friend um you can listen to this in a place that you know someone needs to hear it that that is the light that i intend to share so um, you can also get a Reiki healing, a psychic mediumship reading. You can just get, have a soul session with me. Those are very therapeutic. They get down to the nitty and the gritty, okay? Um, they empower you because that's what I do. Um, but that's all I have for you. You be well and whole and harmonious and complete. And um, come back next time for Hookers Uncut Gems. So usually I put my chime at the beginning of the episode, but this time I wanted you to relax on the outro. So I just want you to take a moment of awareness and I just want you to count in eight seconds and I want you to release it with 12 seconds and I want you to do this, you know, three, four times, okay? That's how many times you should be able to do it. You should at least be able to get um, 
two times in here. Um, so I want you to um, inhale, eight seconds. Exhale, 12 seconds. Okay, and this is to relax you, okay? Don't let it be a rush. If you need to pause to catch a couple breaths and get into a normal breathing routine, this is going to be a really deep breath. And I want you to kind of count upward from your root, kind of up your, up your body um, from your root chakra to your sacral, then your solar plexus, then your heart, then your throat, then your third eye, then your crown, and then right above your head. And if you can't remember all of that, just count to eight and just remember that energy going upward. And then as you release, just allow it to slowly travel back down and travel down your body and back down to the earth. And I'm not going to count it out for you. I need you to catch it and in eight, release with 12 and do it at least twice. You should be able to get to at least two of these. So enjoy, be well, take care, be harmonious and be in this moment.